Thanks for listening to Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. Now, here are your hosts, Nina and Brian Dixon. And we're back again, you guys. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. I hope everyone's had a good and safe and healthy week while we continue through these very interesting and challenging times. And most importantly, we hope that you and your families are doing well and everyone is, you know, staying fit and healthy. What week are we on in St. Louis? Let me see. Hold on. This is like the end of week two, I think, since they officially did the shelter in place, stay at home order. This is the beginning of week three. Yeah. So yeah, beginning uh, so of week yeah, three. Right. Um, so personally, both Brian and I, I, I do work from home, but now we've both been home for almost two and a half, three weeks. And let me share what I've learned from my being at home so far. My efficiency has gone through the roof. You know, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't have to commute to work. I like get up. I hit my work, like the computer and everything. I'm immediately getting going. I also noticed that like sometimes some of my time sucks that I'll have is when people are like, hey, you got to meet this person for coffee because X, Y, and Z. And there's a reason why they're connecting you, which is great because you know you develop your, a better network. But those have completely been eliminated, right? So it's like I don't have to get in my car and drive to a coffee shop or a place to meet this person and get in my car and drive back. And so that's like 30 minutes added multiple times throughout the week that I have of like focus on building what I'm working on. Personally, I've never been a proponent of somebody wanting – to like go into the office. I always thought saw that as like a chore almost. Um, I always thought remote stuff was like better. Um, so for me personally, last several years, I have, have had the luxury of working from home and kind of setting my schedule the way that I want to. But I will say this, today while listening in on some of your calls while you are working and also being online and reading some articles on LinkedIn, it came to my attention that there's a lot of people out there who don't want to work from home or are not enjoying this right now because they're being forced to work from home right now. And there's a lot of reasons for that. We kind of have it easy. We don't have kids, right? There's a lot of people out there who have kids, maybe more than one kid, and they have homeschooling now because kids are also not allowed to go to school. But schools are still up and running through Zoom from what I understand. We saw our four-year-old nephew doing Zoom calls for school last week. Yeah, both of them were doing it. And so I can understand from their point of view of juggling their careers from home, both the mom and the dad, and all these kids at home who need to be homeschooled, which they can't just do by themselves with the computer. Their parents have to sit with them and with the teacher through the computer and do it together and their homework afterwards. So there are parents out there who are homeschooling their kids right now for almost five to six to seven, eight hours a day because of the homework that's required afterwards as well. So I can understand, plus the cleaning and the cooking and the watching the kids, because a lot of families have also sent their nannies and cleaning ladies and whatnot home so as to keep the distance between people. You know, you don't want a bunch of people in your house and you can't really control where your nanny goes after. So you don't want her bringing germs in. Mm -hmm. So I completely understand that parents are kind of left doing everything instead of doing one thing at a time throughout the day and focusing. But there's also a group of people our age who don't have families or who don't have kids And I see them complaining about working from home too. And a lot of the complaints were kind of similar. Like they don't, they're not getting dressed up. So they're like sitting in their sweatpants all day. So they like maneuver from their desk to the TV, to the couch, to the refrigerator. And I could see how there's a bunch of distractions going on where they want to do I'm love I'm loving it. I'm in a Lulu tutu every day, all day long. (laughs) Lululemon tutus. They don't want to. 
I guess they're having a hard time focusing on work when there's like a TV and a couch right there. Sure. And so I completely understand it. It's just for me, it was kind of surprising because this has been my reality for a while. So this episode is actually for people who are working from home now all of a sudden and finding it difficult to maximize this time in their life and excel at all areas of their life as opposed to letting it, you know, throw them off their schedule. And I think what's going to be really important about this episode is that these tactics we're going to help our listeners with is that if you can figure out how to master these, you are going to really build yourself into a much more powerful worker, employee, business owner, whatever you are into the future, because this is truly a fundamental shift that's occurring right now. And due to this global event that's happening, it's now forcing everybody into it, but the forward thinking companies are already doing it. So if you're not exposed to this type of lifestyle and understanding how to manage your time and your responsibilities and holding people accountable and being transparent about what you're working on, this is the future of work regardless. And so by being forced into this and all the remote tools and things that we're being uh, required to adopt at this current time, this is the future of work. And so it's actually a really great way to figure out how to innovate in everything that you're doing. Here's the first thing. I have 10 tips on thing, but the very first, before we jump into the 10, um, I would say is to immediately begin with change your attitude about being forced to work from home. Um, I look at it this way. You're very lucky if you're somebody working from home that you can and still bring in an income because there are tons of people right now who are getting laid off. So maybe a little shift in perspective and maybe a little shift towards gratitude would go a long way and would help you become more grateful and motivated to do well at your job, even if it is from home. I do understand there's no social aspect to it. I get it. It's hard to stay motivated and focused when you're at home. Um, There's probably other people in your house with you or in your apartment that could be annoying. But trust me, this scenario is better than not having a job because there's a ton of layoffs going on. So once you get the attitude part going, here's the first thing. Keep yourself to a regular work schedule. So if you were previously waking up at 6 a.m. and then going to the gym and then going to work, do the same thing. Both, Both Brian and I have kept our same schedules. We haven't changed anything in our schedule whatsoever. The only thing that's changed maybe is that I have to spend another extra 10 minutes in making him his tea or his coffee, you know, or like delivering it to him from the kitchen to the office. I mean, it's at least eight steps away. So it's a lot further than you think. But my schedule for the, it's like Nina said, it's been 100% the same, except my efficiency is better now because I'm deleting the commutes that I have to do, whether that's from my home into my office or from the office to a meeting, because now all these meetings that I'm taking are either by phone or Zoom or virtual video conferencing. So the efficiency has gone way up and you don't really think about it until it happens. And then you're like, wow, there's just so much time throughout the day that's wasted in commuting alone and then maybe even subconscious like anxiety like i gotta get up i gotta work out then i gotta get ready because i gotta get to the office by the certain time you're not rushed and you're anymore. not rushed it kind of like removes that and it actually makes you happier i think yeah. each day and right now we're being forced to work out from home but even if you were able to go to the gym and work from home still you'd go to the gym and you won't be rushed that i gotta be in the office at 9 a.m because my manager is going to be there you know That sense of like rushing is just completely eliminated, which to me personally is subliminal stress at all times. So keep your schedule the same. Set your alarm at the same time. Get up and get your workout. And if that's what you do, whatever your morning routine was, continue on with it. On a side note, if you're somebody who always wanted to implement a morning routine, such as a meditation or a workout, or maybe wanted to sit down and have your breakfast and not in your car while you were commuting to work, 
this would be the time to do just that. I think this would be a great time to change your routine for the better if you were somebody who wanted to implement things like that but didn't have the chance to do so in the past. If you got up an hour earlier or maybe 30 minutes earlier now, knowing that you could just slide into your work schedule and open your computer immediately after you're done with your workout, that could be very helpful. It could be something that actually helps you stay motivated throughout the day instead of sluggish. The second thing that I would suggest people do is keep your work time and personal time separate. So with both Brian and I working from home, trust me, it's very easy for us to say, screw this, let's just watch TV. Or like, screw this, let's go for a walk. But we don't. We actually keep things very like time blocked. You know, like, hey, I got to be on calls from 8.30 to 3.30 p.m. It's like, I got to do, I use that time too for myself to not bother him or go near him and do my own work as well. So we're like heads down treating it like a work schedule. I think that's one of the most important things that you have to get great at, especially during a time like this or if you're a remote employee is you have to be able to have the self-accountability to put these systems in place and to actually abide by them. Because it's really easy to say, I'm going to work from 9 to 1 p.m. and then take a 20-minute break and then get back into it. And then all of a sudden it's 11 o'clock and you get up and you're looking in the fridge and things like that. Just you got to stay heads down. And if you can do that pretty quickly, you can adopt that and it just becomes second nature right and so if you can implement that tactic it's going to make it super helpful in terms of you being able to execute effectively as a remote person like for me i use my breaks throughout the day as the times that i take the dogs out so Mm -hmm. i'll take the dogs out that'll be my break i'll go outside and And that's a benefit too like you just said if you can go outside like a lot of times if you're in an office building and you take a break you may just get up and walk you know to a different floor or something but now you can go outside you can get sunlight because that has tremendously positive impacts on your body absorbing the vitamin d even if you're in a place that's cold right now like you can still go outside and just soak in some sun or even if it's cloudy just go outside and just breathing in nature for a second is going to be super impactful yeah so if you if you are somebody who needs to take breaks take them like use things in your house as a means to time yourself like for me it's dog walking i know for you it's making your tea or your snack or whatever um i think that's very helpful uh the third thing you can do to help maximize your remote work schedule is to plan your workflow. It's easy to have that work calendar at work and it's easy to step into the office at 8 a.m. and just go into work mode, right? But then it's also just as easy to be home and kind of fall off the wagon and not check your work calendar or not follow it because you're dilly-dallying and because it's easy to get distracted. I would consider maybe the night before starting to plan it all already in your in your in your routine. Like I'm going to get up at 6 a.m., do a 30-minute workout, shower within 15, 20 minutes, and then just get to my computer. So I think there's a f- phrase that you used for this in the past. And was it called time batching? Time batching. Time batching. Yeah. So this is super important. And I think it actually can dramatically increase your productivity if you go in the night before and say, hey, for example, like 6 a.m. I'm getting up. 615 I'm meditating 645 I'm working out to 730 or whatever it is and actually itemize that throughout the day and then maybe from like 9 to 10 I'm answering emails from 10 to this time I'm taking meetings and if you actually go in and do that and you're diligent about it and say for example you're doing 9 to 10 you're answering emails and then from 10 to 12 you're taking meetings or you're working on a specific project that you're working on during that time from 9 to 10 do nothing but focus on answering those emails right then when that's done, shut your email out. 
and then go into working on these other projects and don't even have your email open on, on any tabs or browsers on your computer. And if you get an email during that time, it's fine. It can wait an hour or two for you. You don't have to answer it right this second. And I feel like that's a problem a lot of people have because we're so used to getting a text or a notification or an email and we've almost grown to think that we absolutely have to answer somebody right away and it dramatically lowers productivity so if you can shut that out while you're focused on other things and have a couple times throughout the day when you're going to go back in and check email and respond or turn notifications on on slack or text or whatever else you're doing it will really allow you to have some uninterrupted time to be more productive and you'll also be more creative in the projects you're working on social media Social media is huge. Yeah, turn all your notifications off for social media. That's very, I mean, I have to be on it. That's part of my work. But I could see like a lot of people who don't work in the social media space are always on it and checking things. It's like, that's a distraction right there. That's breaking up your workflow. When you're in the flow of something and just like, you know, super productive, that's breaking it up. And that's not going to help be helpful. Mm-hmm. The fourth thing that you can do is if you're somebody that kind of is having a difficult time staying focused then break up the day okay like i early like i said earlier like i use taking the dogs out as a means to get up and move and take them out and use it as my break and then i get right back into it so maybe for you it's gonna be like hey at lunchtime i'm gonna give myself an hour before lunchtime i'm gonna give myself 10 minutes to go upstairs and throw the laundry in like there are tiny things that you can do throughout the day without getting distracted as almost these mental triggers to take a break so that you're not constantly sitting there and forcing yourself but like it's 10 o'clock, I gotta throw the laundry in. And at like 11 o'clock, I'll take the laundry out and I'll take an extra five minutes to fold it and I'll get right back into my work. These are things that you can do to not just maximize your work productivity, but also the rest of your life. You know, that's where, this is exactly where I find working from home so beneficial is I don't feel like I just, <clears throat> excuse me, gave up seven hours of my day to somebody in an office building. Now I'm coming home at the end of the day. I have to cook dinner. I have to do the laundry. I have to take the dogs out. I have so much left to do. Whereas when I'm working from home, I can consistently do it throughout the day. And at 5, 6, 7 p.m., I'm done. I'm done with everything. I actually have time to myself because throughout the day, I was able to time batch. And I was able to use my work chore, my home chores as my breaks throughout my work day. This is another one. And got? although I don't follow it whatsoever, what is it? because I absolutely despise work clothes, it says dress like you are at work to help you stay motivated when you're working remotely. I, I think I could see that for some people. I it, I can see that for it's some. It's one of those things where like people are like you how feel. you dress, you feel a certain mm-hmm. way. So if you're one of those people that feel like you need to, to dress a certain way to feel that way, then definitely do it. Like dress up and then sit at your computer throughout the day it may just give you that feeling of like you know more power in what you're doing for me and if if you don't don't feel bad either because for me i like saving the time of getting dressed and doing my hair doing my makeup picking out my clothes and my outfits i like to save that time and just get right into it it's it's one less thing my focus is completely taken off of that so what comes in between what comes after work i don't care about what i look like or you know what i'm going to wear tomorrow that used to be a part of my day like what kind of eyeshadow will I wear? Like, what do my makeup look like? I have to get up and look like this. Like, that's done. It's gone. It's out of the way. So I see that as a benefit. However, some people would be geared to dress nice and look nice to feel motivated to sit at their desk and do their work. Nothing wrong with that. That could help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, number six would be create an at-home office. This is super helpful, even for me. You have taken over my desk. 
for the last three weeks. I don't appreciate it one bit. It's our desk. Listen. Our desk. I'm, not yours. I'm our the one desk. who's floating from like the kitchen table to the dining table to the breakfast bar to this the is, couch. This is true. I, I like to work off like very large monitors. And so I have my laptop plugged into like one of those huge 34-inch curved like screens and it helps me because i can have when i'm doing like design programs or building pitch decks and different things for investment i have to have a lot of like screen real estate and so the only place we really have in the house to put that is on that is on on a work desk but for me personally it's i can't work from a couch i will fall asleep or i'll turn the tv on i cannot work from my bed again i'll fall asleep or turn the tv on i have to be at a chair and a table everybody's different for that too. yeah and so for me that's what i need so I would suggest creating an at-home office will kind of put you in the, it'll put you in the zone. Yeah, because even though you're still in your own environment, it still gives you the mindset of, I'm ready to like get stuff it's done. Comfortable, yeah. yeah. The seventh thing, no roomies allowed. If you have a partner at home or you have roommates in your house or you have a huge family, I don't think it's selfish to say that, hey, from this time to this time, leave me alone. You know, like nobody comes in this room Nobody calls me, nobody texts me, like don't demand me for this time, you know? I think that's fair enough to say if you're living with somebody who's annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The eighth thing that you can do to help yourself, be your own janitor. I think this is very important. Working from home, the problem is, before I get into that, we're not just talking about working from, from home today, right? We're talking about the fact that as a country right now, actually many countries globally, People are being forced to work from home and it, it it also means that they can't go to the gym. They can't go to the grocery store. They can't go to the bars and restaurants. They can't go to coffee shops. Literally, you're stuck at home because of this virus, right? It's not like you can go to a coffee shop with your computer and change the scenery to help yourself focus. Like, I understand that. So I think this one's very important because you could potentially fall into a trap of like not cleaning up after yourself while you're doing your work, you know? You have like your coffee mug at your desk because you're at home. Because you're at home, you might get too comfortable. And they say like a crowded space is a crowded mind or a depressed mind. So you absolutely want to make sure that you take time to keep your desk clean, to keep your home clean, keep your kitchen and your dishes clean, like keep things going. Not only does this help kind of set the tone for your work environment and become very happy to work in, but it also, again, gives you a break from everything else that you're doing which I think is very important. This next one, number nine, is super important too because this is something I can do. Other people can't. Um, When you're working from home, you can blast anything you want in your house, right? Music, rap music, country music, whatever the heck you listen to. Like for me personally, sometimes... I listen to smooth bossa nova jazz. jazz Brought to you on quarantine radio. (laughs) You are not Tory Lanez. Um, I sometimes have to hear chatter depending on what kind of work I'm doing. So I'll put on like a reality show in the background. That's just like going off in the background. I always, I always have a challenge listening to rap music while I'm working because then I start making up my own lyrics. Yeah, you do. And I get like I get right. off track. And I, so I, I got to listen to music with no words whenever I'm working. But jazz does it for me. Smooth bossa nova jazz. Okay. So clearly that tip is not for you then. Okay. Well, moving on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> The last one that I have, unless you have more to add to this after. Yeah, let's do yours first okay. and then we'll add some more. The last one is, I would, even though we're saying to turn off your phone and distractions and whatnot, I think taking into account the fact that this is like 
happening because there's a virus going on and you really are strapped to your home for everything right now, that even while you're doing your work, you know, take the time maybe after you're done with your work to reach out to friends and family and not just be so stuck in your four walls and secluded. That could get very depressing and daunting, I think. Mm -hmm. And it could probably add to the stress and the non-motivation you might feel um, towards your job at the moment. So definitely stay in the loop at the right time during your day with friends and family. I think it'll be, and, and coworkers because they're going through the same thing that you are. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely going to help you. Do you have more to add? Sure. So something we, two things we didn't talk about that I want to add in regards to just tactical steps that people can use. One is around leveraging digital tools right now. And so if you aren't already doing this or you're struggling to stay in communication, uh, a go-to that you know we've been using because to give people some context we have an in-person program that we run through what my work with capital innovators where we bring seven startups from around the world they come and they locate with us out of our office we do in-person classes and session with them each and every day after we invest in their companies and help them grow and we have a bunch of mentors that help out with us and then the capital innovators team is helping the companies and a lot of other subject matter experts. And so we had to bring that entire process remote. And there's a lot of different moving parties and logistics in order to make these programs operate effectively. So in doing so, we leverage a lot of digital tools. And one in terms of like inner office communication and communication with our startup companies is just Slack, which is an instant messenger application that you can use on your phone or your desktop computer. And in terms of video calls, so all the in-person sessions that we do have now been transitioned over to video conferencing. And there's a variety of different video conferencing tools you can use. There's a peer.in. If you want a free tool and you use Google and G Suite, there's Google Hangouts. Uh, What we actually transitioned to just this last week because it seems to really help right now in terms of connectivity and broadband uh, length is the Zoom conferencing. So you can get a basic Zoom account for like fourteen ninety five a month. And that seems to be the best video platform Unless we've used. If, if our four-year-old nephews can, can, use, it, can yeah. use it, so can you. Well, I just noticed, I mean, we've used a lot of the other ones and they all work in varying degrees and they're good at some things and bad at others. But at least for the purposes that we're using them for, like today we were having some of our programming and we had seven startup companies, 10 entrepreneur mentors on there and four people on the Capital Innovators team on there all together at one time for about five hours doing sessions and programs with the companies. And the the video worked flawless. The audio worked flawless. And it was really, really good. Share how much Zoom is worth now because of all of this. Oh my gosh. If I was reading today, like their valuation of their business went up like 10 or $20 billion and since like the last 30 to 45 days since all this stuff, uh, since this COVID stuff began. Because everybody is now forced to adopt video conferencing solutions. So that company is just crushing it from uh, the unfortunate situation that's going on right now. Um, And there's actually some really interesting things that I've been working with with some of our portfolio companies that have unique video conferencing solutions and mobile conferencing solutions for different purposes that are actually starting to pick up quite a bit too. But um, those are just an example of a couple tools you can use. And one thing that you want to do when you're in an environment now when you have this remote workforce that you're working with, whether it's your colleagues you're working with or whether you're a manager and you're helping people or a business owner – the best practice, in my opinion, is to over-communicate with people. And I don't mean like over-communicate in the sense of like, what are you doing? Are you getting your stuff done like, like, like that? I don't mean digitally micromanaging. I mean over-communicating to show people that you're there for them. So like 
I'll consistently reach out to the companies that we serve and be like, hey, how can I help you? I'll, I'll drop my calendar link to them and say, if you, anything you want to talk about with your business, strategy, cash flow, operations, whatever it is, schedule time on my calendar. I've got these two, two afternoons available this week. Sometimes nobody signs up. Sometimes five companies sign up, right? And so you just never know. But just the fact of doing that, it shows the recipient of that request from you that you're there for them. But I'm not forcing anybody to schedule time with me, right? It's only if I th- think it's gonna, they're going to find value in it. And so I've been really trying to implement that with our businesses and trying to over-communicate just in ways that we can be helpful. Be like, hey, if you need help with this, let me know. Hey, if you need help with this, let me know. Here's my calendar link. And if you're a another employee too in this remote workforce, it can often become lonely and almost like isolated because you're at home by yourself doing stuff. There's actually an application if you use Slack or some other tools um, called Donut that we found just recently where you can integrate it in and then it will ping other employees of you and then recommend that you connect in a video conference for a coffee. So not even work-related, but just like to build that digital remote culture to make sure you're still driving the company forward. So that's a unique little thing that you can use. Um, and so those are two things that we've just been adopting quite a bit. Uh, we use Google and G Suite. So if you're using that, do everything inside of there and track everything because you can see when other people are working on documents, you know, the status of everything that's happening. And it's a great way to be transparent and accountable. Um, so, you know, just research. There's a million articles that probably came out in the last 30 days about great remote tools that you can use. But that's just an example of a couple that we're implementing that are working really well for us. So that's one thing. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about is if you unfortunately are one of the people that has lost their jobs right now, and that's incredibly challenging. And I really feel for you and everybody that's going through that right now, especially in a time when it's difficult to find new work because everything's shut down and there's hiring freezes going on and it's, it's not easy at all. And I get that. One thing I would recommend, though, is since there's so many people that are now forced to work remotely, there's going to be an increase of unique types of projects that certain people may not have the skill set for. So if you can go on platforms like Upwork or other online freelancer platforms and figure out if there's any types of projects that could be done by you, it could be a way for you to generate some income right now. And that could be all sorts of different things. I mean, they've got things like graphic design, branding and marketing, operations, building financial models, technical development and computer science tasks, um, you know, even things like how to help manage a remote workforce. I mean, there's thousands and thousands of different types of job opportunities online on platforms like Upwork, where you can create a free freelancer profile and then go in and start applying to all these different projects. And it could be a way for you to make a couple hundred bucks extra a month to thousands and thousands of dollars extra a month right now in a time where people are forced to go remote, they're going to need unique help. And it's a way for you to maybe reinvent yourself. And if you're somebody sitting around that's saying, you know, that would be great, but I just don't have the skill set for any of these things. My recommendation would be find something that maybe interests you and then sit around for a day or two and watch videos on YouTube and read blogs to try to teach yourself some of these skills. Because this may be a very challenging time where people are going to have to say, if I can't go find work in what I'm used to doing, it may be an opportunity to reinvent yourself in, in certain aspects and teach yourself new skills to really help you transition during this time and bring in new income. So those are just uh, two different components that I wanted to touch on in regards to this digital remote workforce run right now. While you were just explaining all of that, I started to think about some people that I know in certain industries who are in some ways self like owners 
they're um, self-occupied, self-employed, sorry. And their businesses, because of the type of business it is, are extremely affected by this because they're service-based and they need to be in person, such as um, video marketing, uh, content creating, video content creating, makeup artists, um, event planners. All these people have to be there with their clients in person in order to give a service and then get paid. I want to, I think that's awesome that you brought that up. I want to bring up a couple examples of things that you just said. And just over the last week, ways that I've seen owners of businesses like this change their mindset in trying to adapt. So one of the people you said was video and content creators, right? That's definitely a type of service-based business. You're usually in person with a camera crew. You're filming people. One of the video companies that I'm really close friends with that's done some video work for us in the past emailed us and said, hey guess what? We obviously can't do in-person stuff right now. So we've transitioned to focus on our animation focus video models, right? So if you need any type of animation commercials or things like that developed for your business, we can do that right now. We have all the team members that can do it. We can do it 100% remote. And they sent us several examples of other clients they've worked with and shifted from the in-person stuff to developing video cartoons and animations that can be very valuable for different businesses. So that's one example. Um, another thing that you mentioned was people that are doing in-person uh, beauty stuff, right? Like makeup. And this may not be as great of an example. It's not just makeup. I mean, you think about our hair cutting people. Think about your eyebrow uh, person. Think about your esthetician. Think about your makeup artist think about um the bridal industry and the event planning industry all that stuff has been canceled mm -hmm. and people's money have been, you know has been refunded and they don't even know when to reschedule so that's a lot of money and a lot of clientele lost um it's not really their fault no 100 percent, and i agree that that's a really challenging one too for people that are in that industry and what can you do? Like ask yourself, if I'm doing this, what can I do to take a step back and think outside the box to help me generate an audience right now? Help me generate some type of income with what I'm doing. And if you're a, uh, you know, someone that does makeup as an example, and maybe you have a small following on Instagram or a social platform, start doing some like, like recorded do-it-yourself video class about makeup and then try to try to monetize off of Charge it. You can, somebody like you can record a, a class for free yeah. on your computer and you can come up with some slides or come up with some content that's really valuable for people in terms of doing their own makeup right now while they're while they're in this environment. And then you can put it on a site which wouldn't cost that much money. Um, you know, you can get you can get sites you can build yourself that are drag and drop for nineteen ninety nine. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe fifty bucks for the whole year, so it's not an unreasonable. Throw that video up in there, throw PayPal connected to it, and literally in twenty four to forty eight hours, you could have a video or a digital product that you could be downloading and selling to people. There's actually an easier way. I would cons I would suggest people posting this on IGTV or on their Instagram. There you go. And then Venmo. cut it, right? Cut it into like two minutes or three minutes so that people don't get the full content and then say for the full video... Um, it's five dollars or it's ten dollars, and here's my Venmo. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I like shoot it I like what you said even better because you don't have to deal with that's, the website. That's a much better way to validate and test the concept before yeah. you spend a day or two building out a quick drag and drop website. Is throw it up there, have somebody if somebody really wants it, give them your Venmo information. If they pay you, deliver the. Hey, content. I'd pay somebody to teach me how to contour. Exactly. 100%. So it's it's one of those things. It's like you know d digital coaching. Like you know, there's like Nina and myself. We help all sorts of people with helping mm -hmm. them elevate their mindset and think about their lives in different ways. And a really easy way to test if you're somebody that wants to work into life coaching or fitness consulting or whatever that is, literally just say, hey, here's what I can offer you. Go to these different people 
and then see if they want to do it, Venmo you, then deliver the content to them. And if it ends up working out, you never know, you could potentially create a business out of this this challenging time time right Mm -hmm. now that turns into your side hustle or a main hustle as you move forward. Yeah. What I do say, and this is a little bit aside from the remote work, it's kind of based on the people that we just talked about, these self entrepreneurs or people who are about to go out and do something on their own. This is not a time to, to feel defeated, in my opinion. And this is not a time to feel uncertain either. I think it's during these times that the most creative ideas blossom. And I think it's during these times that you really see how invested were you in your idea before this virus happened? How much did you want to do something um, before all this happened? I think it's going to show you the truth right there. And I think it would be, I think it would, it would, it would not be beneficial to you to take this time to just sit around and sulk. I think this is a perfect time to test things and do things. Here's an example, a personal example. So we're coming out with a new edition of our book soon. And, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, it was two or three weeks ago. And I was like, Brian, I don't know what we should do because us dumping thousands of dollars into marketing during the virus when I don't think people want to spend on a book right now. Like, who knows what's going to happen? Funny, because then we had a call with the agency shortly thereafter and the guy's spin was absolutely incredible and I just thought why didn't I think about that and he's like no this is the time when people need help with their mindset people need to be motivated and inspired people need to learn how to sit home and you know not go stir crazy and that's exactly what your book does and he goes not to mention every single person is on social media right now because they're sitting home so this is a perfect time to push something out there that can actually really really help somebody and pull someone out of a funk you know, it could inspire somebody to create a business. It could inspire somebody to eat healthy. It could do, the, our, our book is is a wide array of to- topics. It's got 16 chapters in it, very dense, but it's packed with information for somebody who wants to make a positive change in their life. I literally think, and this is me, be, you know, being biased because we wrote it and we've been, we've lived through this content that we've developed, no, Nobody wants right? to hear you then. No, I'm just kidding. No, but I'm saying this right now is like a perfect time for somebody that's never delved into the content that we have in our book to read it. The reason is, is because there's so many things in Intuition to Innovation, the book that we wrote, that apply to this current situation about how to reinvent the way that you think about things, how to make lifestyle changes that can help you for the long term and to get you through this challenging time. And, you know, when we first wrote this book, we like, this is seven, eight years of our personal experiences and hardships that we've gone through to learn these tactics and techniques. But like now we've put them all together and we're delivering them to to people. And like, if I had, if I didn't know anything about the things that we knew about and we entered this situation right now and I was going through a big challenge and struggle, like a lot of people are, I would, I would look at this book and I would be like, holy cow, this is like super, super helpful. And I truly believe that. Yeah. Like, and, and this book is not like something that you have to listen, read all six, 16 chapters and do all 16 steps to No, They're, they're very like separate in their own. Like my, my one really good friend put it, she's like each, each chapter could be its own little book. They're not tied together. So you could just pick, pick what resonates with you pick something that you wanted to do your whole life and make a change of but you couldn't and then this book or this one chapter will give you all the push for it so i feel like it's a book for everybody in that sense that they can find at least one thing in here to work on and to change and to create a new habit in their life because i i don't think that this is a time to sit home and drink 24 7 to eat unhealthy or to let yourself go by any means i think this is a time to step back and 
kind of quote unquote hole up into your house, reinvent yourself and come out better than ever. I think this is the type of time that we're, that we're living in right now. Yes. The choice of a dope-ass lifestyle book should not be based solely on buy dicks and advertisements. <laughs> no, just, but, for, but for real, we, we're, mean, uh, this is a perfect book. time for yeah, that. It yeah, it could be any book. But what I'm trying to say is when we spoke to another person on the outside, he was able to give us a completely different perspective that I didn't even... I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me somehow. And he's just like, no, he's like, if someone were to come to us with a different kind of product, we could definitely push them away and say, sorry, we can't help you right now because of the virus, but yours is primed to sell right now. And I felt that, wow, if it's true for us, there's a lot of people out there who have ideas that this is the time to make your business boom. I, so with the companies that the startups that I get to work with, this has actually been really interesting to see creativity come to life, right? Because I'm usually working with people that are already super creative, but I want to give one more example about how this current hardship has caused a entrepreneur founder to change his mindset about what he works on. So we have one of our companies we're invested in that creates what are called digital legacy for senior citizens that are in like uh, nursing homes. And basically what the product is, is they can pull out their phone, they open the application. Uh, the name of the company is called Milestones. And basically they open the Milestones application and they can record parts of the legacy that they want to leave. So it could be like, this is the house I grew up in. This is the street that I lived on. This was my experience the first time I went to sixth grade. You know, whatever it is that they want to record and it guides them through these different questions to create a life legacy and then records all this video content. And when they're done, they can shoot a text to their grandkids or their children and they can go in at any time and watch this video. Well, their entire sales strategy was to go sell to nursing homes and senior living communities. And obviously those are the people now that are some of the individuals that are most at risk with all of the coronavirus stuff going on. So they can't get access to any of the uh, sales opportunities in person. And even when they're trying to do sales calls right now, they're starting to experience challenges because everybody in those environments is so busy trying to protect and care for the elderly. So what they created was an opportunity to leverage a platform that has dual video to video capabilities. And he had his children and his grandmother do one of these digital legacies together. But instead of the grandmother just holding it up and recording herself, the kids were asking the questions. And then it was recording the children and the grandmother. So they had both sides of the video content. And what that allowed for was a much more dynamic and enhanced emotional connection between the elderly and the younger demographic of people that are related to them as they're sharing this these legacy or this uh, information and memories back and forth. And he did that, and now we're looking at how can he potentially take that and integrate it into the product long term. And this was just an idea that came out of something that was forced because he had to be creative in this challenging time right now. I feel like that idea is even better than his original one. Yeah, I think it totally enhances it for sure. Well, guys, that's all we have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this. And for those of you that are listening, hopefully you're listening to this on Tuesday this week, um, April 3rd on Friday, we will be doing our second IG Live. And here's a funny story about the first one. We did a, we did one this past Saturday. I'm sure some of you will remember, but I didn't save it. So if you were on it and got to get a glimpse of it, great. But afterwards, we deleted it. Um, it was an accident. So this time I'm going to try to save it. I'm going to try to keep it up on my live. And I'm also going to try to upload it to our website, which is bydixon.com, B-Y-D-I-X-O-N.com, which is also a place now where all of our blogs are. Our podcast episodes are all on one tab under there. 
our services and products are all on there. So if you guys want to check that out, definitely do so. And I'd love any kind of feedback that you might have on the website. I definitely want to make this user-friendly. So I want you guys to think it's easy and fun to go to. So if there's anything that you think I can improve on that, please definitely let me know. I'm, I'm all ears for that. Um, and also, please submit any questions or topics or opinions or thoughts um, that are related to our podcast or anything that we say and do out there in public at this point. Um, and you can email me at Nina, N-I-N-A, at bydixon.com. I check that email every single day. So I'll directly get all of your um, emails that you send. All right. And so we're going to end it with a quote today. Oh, I forgot. Because I think I got a really okay, good go. quote for okay, this. Go. Um, and it kind of goes in regards to us being at home and by ourselves or with others. And the quote is, there is a difference between solitude and isolation. One is connected and one isn't. Solitude replenishes, replenishes, excuse me, isolation diminishes. So basically, think about that throughout the weeks, uh, probably into the future as we continue on this lockdown scenario is that even though you may be away from your normal environments and your normal programming every day. Right now, your internal system and your brain is rewriting new programs that allow you to work better in the environment at home that we currently are. But take it as an opportunity to, even though you're separate, everything's still connected and allow that connection to occur and figure out ways to better digitally connect and then connect with yourself as well because it's a perfect time to connect with yourself. You just, before we end, you just said something. I saw a quote earlier that said, don't wish for things to go back to normal. Nothing was normal about how things were before. And it really got me thinking. I don't know what that person meant by posting it, but this is what I took from it, was that people thought going to your job 8 to 5, commuting through an hour train ride or driving 40 minutes to work, being rushed in the morning with a half-assed unhealthy breakfast to get a paycheck to pay for your bills to keep the lights on was normal, okay? Mm -hmm. In the grand scheme of things, and I'm just talking about the majority of Americans. I'm not talking about everybody. Not everybody had that. But there was nothing normal about that. I'm a big proponent of, well, we both are big proponents of a work-life balance. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and financially, a human should be able to live a very full lifestyle. And I know that that's different for everybody else. But a lot of people don't even take the time to ask themselves, what do I like and what do I not like? They just follow what everybody else does. Or they have just been doing what they were taught as a kid to do because their parents did it, so now they're doing it. And I'm against that way of life. I'm, I'm against that belief. If it's something you still like and crave, great. But don't you think that maybe out of this could come a new normal that's actually more healthy for everybody? I, I think that's definitely possible. So definitely a shift in your attitude, um, like I mentioned in the very beginning of this episode, is that just be grateful that you have a job, the money's coming in. And also, if you are somebody who doesn't have a job anymore because of this or an entrepreneur or a business owner who's having trouble shifting, reach out to Brian or myself. We're very good at coming up with creative ideas. And quite frankly, Brian works with startups all the time. He has been for like eight plus years. So by by all means, reach out to us. Um, my email is nina at bydixon.com. So I'll definitely forward them over to him if it's Brian you want to talk to. Or if you want to talk to me, feel free to email me and let me know. But we're more than happy to just help you guys come up with creative ideas on how you can actually monetize from this time as opposed to, you know, sulking and not monetizing. And something else too, and this just got passed last week, is if you are a business owner and you're experiencing tremendous hardship and financial strain right now, 
with this stimulus package that was just released and signed off on, the specific name of the act is called the CARES Act, but there's SBA loan opportunities for businesses, especially to cover things like payroll, utilities, and rent that uh, you know you can get lines of credit. And the first two months of whatever your term is that you decide for this line of credit credit is forgivable. So it's basically like structured like a grant. So you can potentially get thousands and thousands of dollars that you don't even have to pay back. And you can get really long terms for their payback. You can get very attractive rates. And there's some places that are even just doing straight up grants to help people through this opportunity with this $2 trillion stimulus package that just got infused. So go check out the CARES Act and some of the other small business loan opportunities. It's usually for businesses that are 500 people or less, and then they have some different types of restrictions depending on the type of business you have. But check into that. I mean, it's a ton of money that's about to be infused into the economy. So make sure that if you are one of these people that fits under that, go explore it and see if it's something that aligns with your business and could be a good fit to help you push forward through this time. That's all we have for you guys. Stay strong. Stay healthy. Um, Also, please be smart. Don't go out there if you don't have to go. Um, We've really been home this whole time. (laughs) Nina and I are sitting six feet apart from each other right now. (laughs) No, we're not. Um, (laughs) I think the only place we've gone is Whole Foods maybe twice in like three weeks. So yeah, stay home. There's 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 no shame in that. Like just just hang. Oh yeah, we do go to the park though. But trust me, we're not going near any person. That's like right. people walk our way and we're like into the grass. Yeah, <laughs> like, get out of here immediately. Like get away from us. So be smart about it. Stay home and you know cheer up a little bit. Try to enjoy this time. Try to take it as a staycation if you can, um, because that can that'll take you much farther than being negative about it. All right. Much love and abundance. We will see you next week. Thanks everybody.